The season of free is in full swing at T-Mobile. And this time, we're going big, like the biggest screen you'll ever see at T-Mobile big. Because we're giving away 50-inch Samsung 4K TVs. You heard right, a free 50-inch TV delivered in time for the holidays when you get one of the latest Samsung phones and add a line. So get to a T-Mobile store right now, because this deal won't last long. At participating stores, offer fulfilled by Samsung with online redemption code, qualifying credit, new line of service, timely redemption, and phone finance agreement required. Two new lines required for new customers, one offer per account. Welcome to the Inside Carolina podcast, presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with the promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, joined by Dewey Burke. You're listening to the Inside Carolina radio show, sponsored by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Dewey, Carolina beats Gonzaga 103-90 to in the Smith Center, a rockin' Smith Center. Your overall take before we dig into it. Yeah, proud of our guys bouncing back. You know, obviously there's been a, a bit of a sour taste in our mouth with the way we played against Michigan, even though we've had games since then. That one really, I would think, if, if at least if I was playing and or a part of the team, that one just would have lingered for me. Just the way we played, our, our effort wasn't there. And obviously the podcast we did after that game, I was almost at a loss for what to say when, when our, off, our effort was so poor. So the guys competed. They really worked. Their energy was great. Defensively, we were pretty active in the first half. I didn't think we were great in the second half defensively, but uh, guys made shots. We moved the ball well. We killed them on the backboard, which is what Carolina teams typically do. So got to be happy with how we played overall. I'm going to start with a guy that we don't talk about much at all, and that's Seventh Woods. And I'll say this, if Seventh Woods plays like that, for North Carolina, Carolina's going to be tough, a tough out from here on the rest of the season. I thought he was fantastic tonight. He was really good. And, and you know, the, the biggest thing for me, I know he scored some points and people are going to focus on him having a career high, but you saw tonight what we really missed when we didn't have him, his ability to guard the basketball. And I know Perkins had a good night and made shots and everything, but he's also really good. Perkins is really good. And I thought Seven's on-ball defense, for the most part, was was much better than Kobe's was. And he just brings a little bit of a different feel when he comes off the bench. He's got good energy. The ball moves well. And obviously tonight, which has been a departure from what he typically does, he scored the ball. But he was terrific and, uh, and gave us a ton of energy, especially there at the end of the first half. When Gonzaga made a run, he had those four straight, which were huge. Yeah, seventh. Uh, looked well. Six for nine. Two for two from three-point range, 14 points, four rebounds. He did end up with three turnovers, but uh, overall, just uh, probably his best game as a Tar Heel, I would think, and it came in a big-time big, a big time moment. Dewey, another guy that just balled out, and that's obviously Cam Johnson, and that's another guy. If he shoots like that, Carolina is a tough basketball team to deal with. They are, and, and you and I have talked over the years. We, we've had guys on our team – where I have always stated, can't shoot it enough for me. Marcus Page was one of those guys. Joel Berry became one of those guys. Justin Jackson, his final year, became one of those guys. Cam Johnson cannot shoot it enough for me. I mean, when he made his, I think his last one, the really deep one, you know, down right in front of the the announcers, I turned to the guys I was watching the game with, and I said, I would love for him to finish this game having shot 11 threes, meaning he had felt so good the way he was shooting the ball that he just shot five more. Well, which he, he didn't. He shot, I think, maybe two more. But uh, and he was into it. I thought that dunk in the first half really got him going. 
And uh, he was active on both ends too. I mean, I know he only had three rebounds, but he, he seemed to be a guy that gets into it when he makes his first couple shots early. And he did that tonight and obviously felt good, but man, just he cannot shoot it enough for me. Indeed. It's such a pretty stroke. A lot of people have said it, you know, it's a, it's almost a shock when he misses, but I'm glad you mentioned the dunk because for me, I think he's got to be able to do that. Uh, you got to make a statement. I think that was a statement play to Gonzaga's bigs early. I agree. And and he's not typically a guy that shows a ton of emotion. You know, he seems to be, he's pretty stoic. He's obviously very intelligent and seems to be thinking the game most of the time, but there was more emotion from him tonight, which I was really pleased to see. And that was an aggressive move to the whole to, to really set the tone for the way he was going to play the whole night. And I even loved at the end when he checked out that he was the one pumping up the crowd and trying to get them excited about the way we had played. Because again, he, he hasn't always been the guy that shows a ton of emotion. Not that that's always a bad thing. It just hasn't been him. And I think the the more aggressive he plays, if he, sh- if he can get to the rim once or twice in a game early, Tommy, like you said, it's going to open up his lethal ability to shoot the ball. It does. I mean, and, and that's Carolina needs to be more aggressive. He's certainly got that guy tonight, Kobe White. He's always that aggressive. And I love that kid. <laughs> yeah, and, and he makes some plays like, man, what are you doing? I, I just watch it, and I'm like, Roy Williams doesn't mind that at all. Your thoughts no, on just well, how Kobe. You're exactly right. I mean, you saw, even when he took him out there, when he had that brutal turnover against the trap, you know, he wasn't yelling at him. He was just coaching him, you know, because you can, you can coach a kid all day who tries and plays as hard as he does. And uh, he's going to keep making mistakes, and he still overpenetrates here and there, but, man, his motor, the way he wants to win, his guts for some of the shots he takes. You know, he's not he's not there yet for me with Cam. Like I'm saying, can shoot it as many times as he wants and can't shoot it enough because he's still got to run the offense and get guys involved. But, boy, you sure feel really good when, when he's got the ball in his hands and he's deciding to, to go get one for himself. Yeah, talk about – you know, break down his uh, attacking mode because I think, you know, even when he does overpenetrate and Gonzaga Biggs were doing a good job blocking his shots, it still stresses the defense and forces them to get back at every, you know, to sprint back. And eventually, the more you sprint, the more it catches up with you. I just, I like how aggressive he is. Speak to that portion of it. Well, it's a couple things. You're exactly right. One is he obviously is the, the, the head of the snake as far as trying to push our pace and he, he makes the, the other team have to run with him because he's always pushing and probing and the other thing is it's because he's quick enough and has size to be able to get into the paint he is very good at drawing a second defender I think he's going to continue to get better at what pass to make and when and and when he gets in the paint he seems to really only think about for the most part shooting his own shot or a dump off to the bigs I think the next step the evolution of his penetration is being able to penetrate and then find shooters right because the better he does that the better our spacing will be which i think has been an issue for us at times offensively this year is our spacing hasn't been great but if your point guard can take the ball and get into the paint and not only create his own not only dump it to a big but also find shooters that that to me is the next level for him when he starts doing that later this year which i fully expect I think our offense can be even more difficult to guard because what do you do with him then? You know, he's big enough that if he gets in the paint, he can shoot over almost any guy who's guarding him. He can find bigs for layups, which he did tonight. And then again, if he can start finding shooters and then those guys know that if they move while he's penetrating, 
their man is going to maybe take their eye off your Cam or your Kenny. Your man takes your eye off you to, to maybe think about helping on a Kobe penetration and you just shift two or three steps and Kobe starts finding you. Then we're really on to something with his ability to almost dictate the flow of the whole offense. Yeah, my son noticed uh, on one of those drives in the second half that Cam had run to his wing spot and just waiting to catch. He didn't get the ball, but he's waiting to catch it. And that's what you mean by that. He can set up so many people. And if you don't run back on defense, it's a layup. And Mm -hmm. Roy Williams will take those type plays all the time too. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. So like I said, to me, that's the evolution for Kobe. And I also think – you know, watching him play now, whatever it's been, 10 games or he missed one, so nine, he's got things that he can get better at. I mean, obviously, he needs to get stronger. I think he can tighten his handle up. He dribbles it a little too high. He seems to lose control of it a little bit at times because he's so focused on going fast, uh, which is great. I mean, you'd, you'd rather it be this way, that he's going so fast and then he'll figure out how to control it versus slowing himself down because coach, he cares so much about pace. So I think there are things for him to improve. Uh, but man, I just, like I said, I love his heart. I love his guts and you want to go to battle with a guy like that. And that to me is well, you saw that with the turnover he made late coach Williams, he doesn't feel like he had had to get on him at that moment. It was, yeah, I'm going to coach my freshman through this, but his heart's in the right place. Indeed. One more guy I want to highlight a little bit, Luke May, 20 and 16. He had some ticky-tack fouls that I, I think as a senior, you don't need to make those fouls. But 20 and 16 against the Gonzaga front line that, quite frankly, I thought he'd struggle against. And and historically has, right? I mean, we've talked on this show about his struggles with more athletic bigs or guys that just were flat out bigger than him. And Hachimura, obviously, is the one that has gotten all the publicity as a potential national player of the year, first team All-American, but Luke outplayed him. I mean, he, man, somehow was a quiet 20. I mean, he, he hit a lot of big shots when we needed them. Uh, you know, hit that really tough one right in front of our bench in the second half, but he was dominant on the glass. I mean, I, I the guys, again, that I was watching with, uh, it was like an easy 16 rebounds for him. I mean, just was in the right place at the right time, and we absolutely killed them on the glass. And, and between him and Garrison, our starting guys getting 25 rebounds. I think that was more than the entire Gonzaga team. If I look, yeah. So our starting front court had more rebounds than the entire Gonzaga team. Uh, so that that was huge. We dictated how the game went as far as the glass went. And uh, it was critical for us holding them most of the time to only one shot. And we had a ton more possessions. You went where I wanted to go after the break. Let me talk a little bit about HillsTravel.com, 336-855-0060 to book that trip. I guess there's still a chance to get up there to see Kentucky and Carolina in Chicago on December 22nd. Go to hillstravel.com to book it or call that number. Also, Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill has been a great sponsor for IC Podcast. Online orders only for those Chapel Hill, Hillsborough, and Chatham County locations. Use that code HILLS15 and get 15% off your order. It'd be good right now because I'm kind of starving after watching that Carolina game. Dewey, back at it. You mentioned the rebounding, and I'm not sure – um, I'm sure it's happened, but I'm not sure I've seen even North Carolina dominate a very good team as much as they dominated Gonzaga. 43 team rebounds, 22 for Gonzaga. You mentioned Brooks and May out rebounding them by themselves, but good gracious, man. that that What an effort. 
Yeah, killed him. And, and that's what it is, Tommy. It's effort. It's, you know, being able to rebound outside of your zone. You know, it's one thing when the ball just drops in your lap. And, you know, especially on the defensive end, you box out, the ball's right there, you rebound it. But it takes effort for offensive rebounding. It takes effort to rebound outside of your zone. Nasir gave us a, a really good lift on the backboard at times in the game. But, I, I mean, 15 offensive rebounds, that's a lot of possessions. And you shoot 50% or whatever, you shot 54%. It's 54% from three. We shoot 50%. No, no, it was, sorry, 55% from the field. And you create 15 extra possessions, you know, just do the math, seven or eight more possessions, and you're going to make half those. It's another eight to 14 points. And that's what we won the game by, you know? So it's just so critical and always been such a thesis for Coach Williams that we have to win the backboard. And we were just really good, really active. And I thought Garrison was terrific. One of his best games as well tonight. Great block that he made and, Nine and nine out of him, you'll take every night. Second chance points. Carolina twenty-seven. Gonzago zip. That's amazing. incredible. That that's, that's probably the stat of the game. I agree with you, and I think the only reason this game was close is because we didn't play as well defensively in the second half, and they got a ton of easy baskets at the rim. Especially when at one point we got up, I think seventeen, and we looked at the score and Gonzaga had 40 points and I'm thinking to myself, we're going to score a hundred and there's no way these guys are scoring 60 points from here. So as long as we play, we're fine. And then they end up scoring 50 from that point, which shocked me, but they kept layup after layup after layup. And we also turned the ball over. So I think for them, what was their points off turnovers, Tommy? Do you have it right there? I, I do not have it in front of me, but it was a, uh... They put it on the screen at one point, and they had at least 20 points yeah. off turnovers. So, and I think they got at least a couple more after that, so way too many. Right, so 25 points off turnovers, and we had at least at least five, maybe six, just dead giveaway turnovers above the three-point line just in the half court where we either threw it to them and then went down and had a dunk, or we just threw it out of bounds. So, you know, you'd like to clean up how we took care of the ball a little bit better and we still have a problem guarding the basketball. They got to the rim a lot. And what did they have at halftime? How many points? They 39. They scored 51 yeah, so in the second half. 51 in the second half. And, it, and shot what percentage? Uh, well, they were around 40 in the first half and finished above 50. Yeah, and yeah. I apologize. We don't have the final stats here. I'm actually looking at ESPN stats. And That's what I'm looking at, too. If their stats are as bad as their production was of the ball game, uh, we might be spouting some wrong numbers. But yeah, they finished above fifty percent after being down around forty in the first half. It, right. So they they probably shot sixty percent in the second half, and a lot of those baskets came at the rim. So still plenty of coachable moments, teachable moments out of this game. We still have to get better guarding the basketball, and we got to take care of it better. You know, we we won the game because of our second chance points and the way we rebounded the ball and and the way Cam shot the ball, uh, but it was closer than it should have been because we turned the ball over and didn't guard the ball. Yeah, Carolina beats a Gonzaga team by 13. In the process, Carolina has uh, 23 turnovers, and Gonzaga shot over 50%. That right there tells me how good this North Carolina basketball team can be if they are engaged and they play like they did tonight. Yeah, well, I think that's exactly right. And I mean, I, Coach will be happy happy on the surface. You know, he loves to get up and down. He loves the pace of the game. He loves that we scored 103 points. But there's so many things, so many mistakes we still made with the way we're coached to play. And uh, like you said, we're, we're so dangerous when we shoot the ball well, when we attack the glass. 
And if we can clean up those things, take care of the basket, 23 turnovers, is, that's, I mean, that's crazy. But you do have a freshman point guard and your backup has not played significant minutes until this year. So we're going to turn the ball over. You just need to get that number in the 11 to 14 range and, and, and just guard the ball better. I mean, we do those two things and, and continue to make shots the way we did tonight. Not a fun team for anybody to play because we've got a lot of weapons. Just to clean up a little bit of stats, they shot 45% in the first half, 56 in the quarter in the second half. They were 18 to 32. Uh, they eight for 22 from three-point range, which is still 36%. But their points off turnovers, Gonzaga, 29. Oh, their fast break points, 24. The the debt, you know, a lot of people look at turnovers and see 23 is a high number, but you mentioned it, and I want to talk about it a little bit more. It's those turnovers, those live ball turnovers, especially above the three-point line that are killers. And Carolina had a few of those that were able able to withstand that. But a couple of those were, I think Luke May had one, Kenny Williams had one. I mean, those those things are the one are the things from this game that'll drive Roy Williams nuts. No, that's exactly right. And and you know, obviously, I'm not not at practice and don't see what's going on every day, but those things can't become habits. And one of the things Coach Williams does in practice, if we go through a spell, whether it's coming off of a, a game where we turn the ball over a lot or if it's just happening in the middle of a practice, he will literally just say to, you know, you got the blue team and the white team, he'll say to the white team or who, whichever side, if you turn the ball over, you're going to run a 33. And just because he's trying to ingrain in your mind that you have to value the basketball and, it, uh, you know, extrapolate it out for us, the way we play, right. We focus so much on rebounding and it's particularly offensive rebounding that it's true for anybody, but even worse for us, the worst thing you can do is turn the ball over and not get a shot because we're so good at crashing the offensive glass that not getting a shot at all is, has the potential to cost us really two possessions, right? Not only the shot that from the possession you were in, but, there's a great chance we're going to get the offensive rebound. So that's how he looks at it is you turn the ball over, you're costing us, call it one and a half possessions every time you do it. And so I would expect and not be surprised that if in the next practice he, you know, he sees that continuing or even just comes out of the Gonzaga tape and just says, guys, we have to value the basketball better. It doesn't give us the chance to get a shot. It doesn't give us the chance to get an offensive rebound. Every time you turn it over, your team is going to run a 33. And that's, again, one of his ways to ingrain in your mind, obviously nobody wants to run, and just just considering how valuable the basketball is. And so that'll be definitely something that he'll coach him up on. I mean, 29 points off turnovers, that is, that's something we usually do. That doesn't happen to us. Yeah, that's, that's a, another incredible stat, that the fact that Carolina won and was leading comfortably pretty much the whole night. Last question before I let you get out of here. A lot of people have been frustrated, which I can't understand why, because it's Roy Williams has done it every year. But with the the long bench that Roy Williams has had, especially early this year, tonight, uh, eight guys above 10 minutes, Sterling Manley only 11, uh, Woods at 17, Nasir Little at 21 off the bench. Uh, it shortened up, and that's to be expected. Did you think it would be – um, start shortening up. Here we are still mid-December. It, it's about now that it typically starts, you know, and maybe it was just the opponent, you know, the level that coach knows those guys can play at. And that was part of it. 
you know, this felt like a conference game or felt like an ACC tournament or NCAA tournament game. So that could have been part of it. And, and you know, look, Playtech and Brandon Robinson both got minutes in the first half and, and did fine. But it, it just the, the rhythm of the rotation felt right tonight. And especially that we weren't really dealing overall too much with foul trouble. Cam had it going. Even Kenny made a couple shots also. You know, Kobe and seventh are obviously going to trade out minutes. But the, the rotation that he played tonight made sense to me. Um, Gonzaga's got athletic big, so it made sense Nasir was going to play some decent time at the four. And with the only person for me that I would have liked to see there in the second half was Leakey because he made a great play in his, in his limited minutes in the first half. And he had the size and length to kind of be in the mix with what Gonzaga brought to the table. But uh, look, I mean, we've got a couple games after this on, against opponents, uh, except for Kentucky, opponents that aren't as strong. So I think you'll see the long bench again. And then we roll into conference, and this is what it's going to be like, I would expect. Yep. Cam, Luke, and Kenny all with 31 minutes. Garrison with 23. Kobe White with only 22, which is surprising. Gonzaga had four guys over 30, uh, with Josh Perkins leading the way at 38. Uh, a lot of points, a lot of up-and-down basketball. It starts weighing on you. Dewey, appreciate you taking time to join me. Uh, it's been fun. It's always much more fun to do these after a big Carolina win. Sure is, yeah. Now they play great, lots to build on, and hopefully uh, keep it rolling. Week off until Kentucky and Chicago, and then I believe another week off until Harvard and the Smith Center. It's that time of year. Dewey, hope you and your family have a great Christmas. Hope to talk again soon. All right, you too, Tommy. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to the Inside Carolina podcast, presented by Jersey Mike Subs of Chapel Hill. Get 15% off your online order with the promo code HEELS15. Go to jerseymikes.com slash order now. Find the best deals of the season at the Ram Big Finish event, like on Ram 1500, named one of Ward's 10 best interiors, with best-in-class V8 towing and the available Hemi V8 engine to handle even the toughest holiday errands. Or on Ram 3500, with best-in-class fifth-wheel towing, giving old St. Nick's sled a run for its money. Hurry in for a great deal at the Ram Big Finish event. Class-based on light-duty pickups and 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Properly secure all cargo. Always tow within the vehicle's capacity. Ram and Hemi are registered trademarks of FCA US LLC. Find the best deals of the season at the Ram Big Finish event, like on Ram 1500, named one of Ward's 10 best interiors, with best-in-class V8 towing and the available Hemi V8 engine to handle even the toughest holiday errands. Or on Ram 3500, with best-in-class fifth-wheel towing, giving old St. Nick's sled a run for its money. Hurry in for a great deal at the Ram Big Finish event. Class-based on light-duty pickups and 350-3500 pickups when properly equipped. Properly secure all cargo. Always tow within the vehicle's capacity. Ram and Hemi are registered trademarks of FCA US LLC.